What's happening, guys? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, coming up today, Brothers Osborne and Matthew McConaughey. So we got a doozy today. Glad you guys are here with us. Ready for another week. I did see this story this morning. American Airlines had a flight from Costa Rica to Miami, and it got delayed for almost eight hours on Tuesday. Not because of a mask issue. Not because of an issue where uh, something was going wrong with the plane. But the crew got robbed on the way to the airport. Whoa. No way. What? Is this in Costa Rica? A Costa Rica to Miami American Airlines flight was delayed seven and a half hours after the Miami-based crew van to the airport was stopped on the road. The crew was robbed at gunpoint. No, no, no. That's so scary. Oh, Oh, man. The crew had departed their San Jose hotel in a van very early in the morning. Wow. And the incident occurred after the van was forced to stop, stop after running over a plastic box. It's like one of those Amy things. See, that's a trap. Huh. Once the van stopped, the driver got out to clear the box from under the van, mm-hmm. and that's when a man jumped into the vehicle. Dang. Oh, no. He reportedly held a knife and demanded everyone's possessions. A second man jumped in the vehicle with a gun. Man, I ain't stopping for anything I hit. I'm going to keep driving. But I wonder if they chased or if they were, like, on foot. Like if they chased in car. Yeah. Well, that's a good one, though. The good trick? Yeah. Like to make someone stop? It doesn't seem like they were targeting this group, though. No. It could have been anybody that ran over it. Yeah. Wow. It may not be in your story, but did they get a new crew or did that same crew fly? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a traumatic event. I I don't want them on my flight. (laughs) Why? After all that. They have bad luck or they're tired? No, no, no. They're just stressed. a lot. Traumatic. Freaked out. Sad. No, I agree. They wouldn't be on their A game. For sure. That's a good question. It does not say. The flight did go up. I bet it was a different crew. I yeah. would Especially if it took eight hours. I think they probably had to bring someone in. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, Pete Davidson's fake wife broke into his home. I, I think Pete Davidson's really funny. Mike D's a big Pete Davidson fan, right? Yeah, his movies are great, too. Uh, the woman who pretended to be his wife is trying to move in with him now. She was arrested after she allegedly broke into his Staten Island home. Authorities say she entered a side door and sat down at the kitchen table. One of Davidson's relatives was home at the time, called the cops, and they're like, hey, She's not married to him. Because the story came out, did Pete Davidson get married? You see that story, Mike? Yeah. He didn't. She's Isn't she just a... She just made it all up. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. And here's the thing about that's crazy scary. people. As you go, oh, that's not a big deal. She just made it up. The thing about crazy people is they do crazy things. They could do any crazy thing. Right. Because when you're doing stuff crazy, who knows how crazy you'll go? She could have stabbed the person in the house. That's a crazy one. Which is still, I think the robbery takes the cake this Pretty morning. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie's birthday was this weekend. Yeah. We'll catch up and see how that went. Happy right. 42. 42. 42. Wow. Isn't that crazy, guys? Yeah. Now I'm really an elder. Yesterday, Jeez. you turned 42 years old. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I kind of honestly thought he was going to be turning 45. Wow. <gasps> Not because of how does that, that mean? Why would that no. make you feel better? No. <laughs> like, it I doesn't. Hold on. Let me think about this. <laughs> how would it's this not. in any way make Eddie feel better? Right. Go- I know. All right. Go through the list of I, things. I, well, okay. Think about it. Does he look? Mm-mm. That's not good. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Amy, I don't know. How, well, I don't know how that would make him feel better. Oh, because, well, we just always make funny statements like, I bet Eddie was at Woodstock. Or like, uh, you know, that you're the elder on the show. Yeah. And you watched all these TV shows we never <laughs> right. even seen. So it makes me think that you're a handful older mm-hmm. than me, which really 
You're only a couple years because I'm 40 now. Guys, you're you all 42 are now. Right we're, behind we're me. Liter- we are literally basically two years and three days apart. Correct. So now I think my compliment in that is you're not as old as we make you out to be. Mm. Still don't feel better. <laughs> thought you were 45. Yeah. Uh, also, the first day of spring was this weekend too. Whoop. So rock and roll. Yes. Love, love some spring. You know what time it is. It is time to open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Good morning, Bobby Bones. My fiance and I are getting married in the early fall and are at the planning stage involving our bachelor and bachelorette parties. She thought her dad would really enjoy participating in my bachelor party, (laughs) but I know I will act differently knowing he is around. I have always tried to conduct myself in a way that he could be proud of. And proud to know that his daughter was marrying me. My mom, dad, and her mom are not attending the respective parties. I'm wondering your thoughts on her dad attending mine. Love the show, Jared. I mean, I don't like it. If he's even asking about it, I don't like it. I don't like the position that your fiance is putting you in. Let's talk about our bachelor parties for a second. Just as guys. Um, Eddie, did you have one? I did. How, how many years ago? Oh. I mean, I've been married 15, so it's probably 16 years ago. And who was there? Uh, my brother, family members, my brother, my cousin, and then probably five friends. Like three that I worked with at the time, and then two that I've known longer. Any father-in-law there? No chance! Why? That's, that would be awkward. What'd y'all do, though? Uh, we went to the beach, we drank, and we... Just hung out and went on a gambling boat. But and all why that. would it be so weird if he, if he was there? All of us are fun and cool and everything, and we're young and everything. Can you imagine? Like, you old- also have to tend to your father-in-law if your friends are all there. Like, make sure he's happy, right? Even if you're not doing stuff, he he wouldn't be hanging with guys like us normally. If he if he did, then it'd be okay. But he's just. Different, different level. Lunchbox, your bachelor party. Who was there? I was my brother, and then all my boys. Since I was like in elementary school, I got the same group of friends. So there was like six of us that I've known since I was like in second, third grade, and no father-in-law because there is no chance I'm taking him to get hammered with because I've never been drunk with my father-in-law. I he is not going to the establishments that we went to on my bachelor party because that would be very, very awkward. And I don't know that he gambles. And we went to the casino. And so that would have just been very weird the whole time. Father-in-law, absolutely not. It's for the bros, not for the father-in-law, <laughs> for the foes. Um, Ray, did you have your fiance's father-in-law there, your your wife now? My wife told me to invite her dad and what? her brother. I didn't. Okay. Uh, just They actually would have fit in, but I didn't even throw the, out the invite. Yeah. I, I think this is... It's Cross just, the line. It's just a no. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, if you need us to talk to her, we will. Can I offer up a compromise? Not for the bachelor party, no. If they want oh, to do so I, I, what I have to say here is not important. Right. right. <laughs> How many bachelor parties you've been on? Almost, yeah, and, and I almost <laughs> never feel that way. But yeah. Okay, so I can't even say what I'm thinking. Well, you can say it. Okay, here's what I got to say. <laughs> so my mother-in-law and my mom were at my bachelorette party, but only in the beginning. So there was like a part A, part B, and even part B wasn't too crazy, but still, like they, we were going to have them go out with us. But they came over to the first part, and I thought it was special to have them there. And so maybe similarly, if there's like a dinner part, then the father-in-law can go to the dinner, but then he leaves. He doesn't need to be at the rest of it. I think, though, you felt different about your party. You said the word special. 
Bachelor, <laughs> bachelor parties aren't special. Let's no. just like, let's just go. And I'm saying that as I'm going to have the lamest one ever. Yeah, no, no, Jared, no chance. Every guy on the show agrees, <laughs> no. and we're all different. No, no chance. No chance. Bones, okay. in order for you to really like make a true decision, should we just invite your father-in-law, your future father-in-law? I actually wouldn't mind. See? But for, Bobby's... But I'm so lame. Yeah, I was going to say that. But, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> it would be fine. I, and, and he's really cool and funny. Yeah. But, I mean... So let's do it. It's just sports and... You know, in golf and he's athletic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's weird. It it's weird. Jared, it's weird. I'm on your side. Weird. If and I would even invite my future father-in-law, but I'm still on your side. If you're even asking and you don't want it, no way. It's your day to do what you want to do. Yeah, I agree. It is your day. So hopefully that you're yeah. Like Bobby said, if you need your fiance to call in, we can explain. We it. can. And if you wanted him there, you should have him there. Yeah. But if there's a, a party that's like, that's not going to make me feel comfortable, I'm going to have to act different. Like, this is supposed to be a day that's very selfish toward you. You toward you. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, we're on your team. No father in law. Unless you just have him to dinner. What? What do you. <laughs> just say no. If you want to send us an email, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There it is. Close up the mailbag. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go as we go from five to one. Number five. A 16-year-old girl in St. Petersburg, Florida, named Tori Norwood, got certified in CPR last month, then saved her friend's life after a car crash the very next day. How about that? That's crazy. The next day. That's amazing. Number four. A 91-year-old guy near Vancouver decided to retire and close down his shoe store after 70 years. And instead of selling the shoes off, which he could have, you know, into business sale, clearance, make a little more scratch, he decided to donate all the shoes to the Salvation Army. Wow. 91 years old. That's cool. Been running the shoe store for 70 years. Like, that's crazy itself. Number three. A six-year-old boy in Ohio got a parade through his neighborhood after he successfully completed his final chemo treatment for leukemia over the weekend. He had been undergoing leukemia treatment since he was two years old. He's six now. Here's a clip of the parade. <laughs> Is that a marching band? That's a legit parade. Yeah. There are real life instruments there. <laughs> so cool. That one's great. Number two. Now that older people are vaccinated, we're seeing lots of videos of grandparents hugging their kids for the first time in years. An 81-year-old woman in New York broke down in tears after her doctor wrote her a prescription that said, you need to hug your granddaughter. Here's a clip of the 81-year-old talking about it. The prescription from the doctor, and it said, you are allowed to hug your granddaughter. Just hugging and hugging and crying and crying. How old's your dad? He'll be 80 in May. Is he vaccinated? Yes. Fully? Yeah. Rock and roll hoochie coo? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he should be good to go. I love that. Number one. A 77-year-old substitute teacher in California has been living in his car for almost a year after the pandemic forced him to retire. But then a 21-year-old former student found out about it, got online and said, hey, this is what's going on, and then gave him a check for $27,000. He said the teacher helped him as a kid, so he just wanted to return the favor. That is a great story. That was the Good News Countdown. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. 
Lauren Elena was going to perform an acoustic show in Kentucky this past weekend, but had to cancel after she tested positive for COVID-19. She told fans on Twitter that she is quarantining and trying to get better. Miranda Lambert talked about the time George Strait helped her smooth things out with her dad when he was upset about her getting a tattoo. He sent out for like 75 fake tattoos and we went in to take our end of tour pictures and George rolled up his sleeve and he had a fake tattoo under his sleeve and the whole group, like 60 people in the end of tour picture all had fake tattoos and my dad started laughing. My dad even had one and sort of like broke the ice between me and my dad. Jordan Davis talks about spending mornings with his daughter, Eloise. It is cool to see their little their little personalities come up. And uh, she'll sit in her bed. She usually gets up between 7 and 7.30. And she'll sit in there and cry and cry and cry. And then the second you walk into a room, the second she catches a glimpse of you, she just busts out laughing, just smiling ear to ear. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a restaurant in Virginia that's offering a free meal a day with no questions asked. It's called Perfectly Frank's at Old Dominion University. The owner first says that they wouldn't have been able to stay afloat without people giving back to them when everything went down. But now customers are going in and they're donating meals and the receipts are posted on the board. They kind of just, boom, stick it up there. Someone can come in, just take one off the board and have a free meal. They don't ask any questions about it. It's been going on for two weeks They hope to uh, keep it going. The goal is to do it for an entire month where you go in, you want something to eat for free, you get it. That's awesome. Who would go in and pay for a meal? Raise it. Say aye. 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 Who would go in and take a free meal? Aye. For sure. Even though though you could buy a meal? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen. Even though you could buy a meal for other people? I could, but they are offering to buy me a meal. They're saying, hey, come on in. We want to buy you a meal. Just grab one of these receipts off the wall and let us, you know, make your day. So, okay, if I'm hungry, I'm walking by. You know what? I need to lift my spirits, walk in, grab a receipt, and let me get a meal. I guess it is about lifting people's spirits. That's what it's about. It doesn't say that, hey, you don't have to have any – if you're rich or you're poor, it says – if you want to lift your spirits, it doesn't say if you want to lift your spirits. You just made that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, he's correct. I don't think it asks for like proof of no questions asked. Life. But you would walk in and have a meal. Yeah. Would you take your family? Take my family. No. Four, four meals. Why not? Because one is well, enough. Well, we socially distance. Calm down. <laughs> oh, that's not what you're mad about? No. Shout out shout out to those guys. Yeah, hopefully they can keep doing it. If people love it, they'll keep pitching in. I guarantee last- people love it. Free meal, people love it. Well, people love it like you do, then it's not going to be around. Because you're not going to have people buying meals right. or oh, taking meals. got them. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pensacola, Florida. This 17-year-old girl is up for homecoming queen. Yeah, we want to win. So her mom, who's the vice principal of her, sat down at the computer. They hacked into other students' accounts and cast ballots for her daughter. They were casting fake ballots so her daughter would win. Did she win? She won, but then someone caught on and they were arrested. How'd they catch on? Like, how did they know? Because I, how? I think students were going to vote later, like, and they were like, wait, there's a vote already cast. I didn't vote. Oh, man. And so they got busted for (laughs) hacking into the computer system. Everybody knows you got to hack after people voted, not before. (laughs) But I, I was wondering why arrested? 
like probably getting in because of hacking illegally into the school system. Yeah, because back in the day before it was computer wise, like if you hacked into the box of pieces of paper with people's well, names, that was on hacking it, with a hatchet though. You wouldn't That's go, different. You wouldn't go to jail for that, right? So, but with computers, I think if you're breaking right. into, yeah, I get it. And I want. Was she fired? The teacher? The uh, I didn't say if she's been fired, but I think she's on leave. Surely she, they're going to cut her from this job. I right? would think so. Yeah. I would think so too. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's play another round of the Bobby Feud. It's the greatest TV shows from the '90s. Okay. So Eddie won last week. He is the Bobby Feud champion. Woo! They interviewed 2,000 Americans. They asked, what's the best TV show from the 90s? Up first is Lunchbox. Lunchbox, there are 10 answers on the board. The greatest TV shows from the 90s. Seinfeld. Show me Seinfeld. At number three is Seinfeld. Three points for Lunchbox. Next up, Lunchbox. Uh, Let's see. I'll go with Home Improvement. Show me Home Improvement. Good one. At number four is Home Improvement. Wow. All right, Lunchbox, what else you got? Man, uh, I'm trying to think when this show came out, though. I don't know when it came out. Uh, we'll go with Family Matters. Family Matters. Survey says... At number seven. That's a big point getter right there. Seven points for Lunchbox. Okay. Man, was this a 90s show or was this an 80s show? Uh, I'll go Full House. Show me Full House. Man, he's, he's he sweeping. might sweep, yeah. yeah. That's at number five. He's got a lot of points, folks. Wow, okay. Now the question is, when did this show start? Every, oh, every my show. gosh. Give me Friends. Show me Friends. Number two. Oh, boy. Okay. There are five answers still on the board. Lunchbox is five deep right now. Okay, five left on the board. Jeez, what else? Dang. Um, I, I mean, hopefully people said this. It's not a sitcom, but it's one of the greatest shows of all time. It's still going today. Give me The Simpsons. Show me The Simpsons. Wow. Number six. Oh, man. Okay. Another good one, and I think they're they're bringing it back. I mean, I don't know if many people watched it, but I thought it was pretty funny. Give me Frasier. Show me Frasier. Oh. Okay. How many points did Lunchbox get there, Mike? Like 20,000. 27 points. There are still enough points on the board to beat him. But just barely. There are 28 points left on the board. Going over to you, Eddie. Oh, man. You so I, I got to get them all right then. You need I to guess. run the category. Oh, boy. Here we go. We interviewed 2,000 Americans. The greatest TV shows from the 90s. Go ahead. Bones, give me Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Show me the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh. Number one. Ooh, oh, so oh. one point. Wow, number okay. one. Yes, number okay. one. Eddie got one point. <laughs> There are still three answers on the board. It's eight, nine, and ten. All right, I'm going back to my childhood. Here we go. Please, Zach Morris, don't let me down. Give me Saved by the Bell. Show me Saved by the Bell. Yes. Number nine. 
Wow, okay. There are two left on the board, Eddie. Two left. All right. The greatest TV shows from the 90s. Fred Savage. He was in The Wonder Years. But I'm not going with him. I'm going with his little brother, Randy Savage. <laughs> it is Ben. Ben Savage. <laughs> Randy was the wrestler. <laughs> give, give me Boy Meets World. Show me Boy Meets World. Yes! That's crazy. I didn't have That's that. That's ridiculous. At number eight, there is one left, Eddie, for the win. Wow. I didn't even get to play. Well, well, you don't know that yet. I'm drawing a blank. I mean, there's really not much left, but I'm going to go with greatest TV shows from Ooh, the 90s. Should I just keep with TGIF? Because there was Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step. Who watched Step by Step? I didn't watch Step by Step. I watched Step by Step. I did. It was the roller coaster theme thing at the beginning, and then I stopped watching. Uh, I'm going to go just to kind of, if I get this right, it's going to make Lunchbox so mad. Man, I don't know if it was the 90s, though. It's not a TV show. Oh, it's not? It's a reality show. Oh. Just give me the real world. Come on. Hit it and make Lunchbox so mad. Give me the real world. Greatest TV shows from the 90s. Show me, for the win, the real world. Oh! All right. Okay, I'm in. Amy, up to you. If you get this, Lunchbox wins, but you do get on the board. Right. Go ahead. Okay, so I only have one. <laughs> yes, you do. Written down. I, maybe more will come to me, but I mean, 90210? Oh, oh, you got it. That's what I have Show me, do. Beverly Hills, 90210. What? Wow. Oh, guys. Okay. Lunchbox, this will be your final <gasps> shot to, <gasps> to clinch and achieve victory. There's one answer on the board. We have Fresh Prince, Friends, Seinfeld, Home Improvement, Full House, The Simpsons, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Saved by the Bell. That's the top nine. What's number 10, the greatest TV show from the 90s? It's a little teen drama called Dawson's Creek. Yep. That's it. I don't want to wait. Show me for the win. Dawson's Creek. Wow. So we all lost. No, Eddie got one's right in the last one, so he gets a shot here. Oh. I mean, guys, I, I'm Eddie, not, this is it. You get it right, you win. You get it wrong, you lose. Well, why don't you stick with TGIF? I just feel like some, when you went 90210 and now Dawson's Creek, it just opened up a whole avenue of shows. Like, uh, so I'm thinking Melrose Place, maybe. I feel like if 90210 is on there, Melrose Place is not. Okay, but. Good call, good call. Let me think. Wait, but I could be why wrong. Are you helping me? <laughs> no, no, I'm just think, <laughs> thinking out loud. I, don't, I have like no this points. This is not allowed. Oh, guys, sorry. Guys, that's not allowed. Okay. Oh, sorry. This is not the rules. Oh, man, the 90s. All right, Who's Christmas. Your... <laughs> Amy, you stop. <laughs> you take like hours. Hold you get on. it right, you win. You get it wrong, you lose. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's oh. one answer left on the board. Mm. You have 10 seconds from when I finish reading the question. 2,000 Americans were surveyed. The question was, what's the greatest TV show from the 90s? 10, ten seconds starts. Got it. Wow. Not a comedy. It just popped in my head. Not a comedy, huh? Give me law and order. <laughs> Oh, is that yes. stupid? I feel like that's yes. just not the no, pulse of these that's people. His that <laughs> Everybody, his on, it's like all teeny bopper yeah. things, and then he's like, <laughs> "Law and Order, SVU." Uh, he's like, "Gun Smoke." Yeah, it's not it. Unsolved it? mysteries. Walker, Texas Ranger. Show me Law and Order. <laughs> Woo! 
the, the number 10 TV show Hit. is. Hit. That's comedy. It's okay. a. Roseanne. Yeah, Roseanne. Oh, Roseanne. duh. Lunchbox, where were you? Roseanne. Roseanne. All right, Roseanne. there he is. Lunchbox is the winner of the few. Let's go. There he is. Dang. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Brothers Osborne. Morning, guys. How are you? Morning. Doing pretty good. How you doing, Bobby? Doing pretty good. Let me start, TJ, with you because uh, Amy came in the other day and goes, hey, I was on a hike. And, you know, she loves to see celebrities. And she goes, guess what celebrities I saw? <laughs> I what? What? I don't love uh, to see celebrities. You said celebrities are just like us. I said stars are just like us. Yeah. Yes. They're, they do normal things. And when we run into you know, them. We say that. Our, our mom says that all the time. She's like, you know, celebrities, there's just normal people. But yet, anytime she's in a room with one, she just gravitates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to clarify how you've prefaced this because it's like, no. I mean, I guess I saw TJ. He's hard to miss from afar. And so, yes, there he is on his hike. Here I am. And earlier that day, I had posted me in shorts and, and socks jacked up to my knees. And it was a very uh, divisive outfit. People really hated it. And uh, so Amy got to see me out in the wild wearing that outfit, in which case she complimented me. So thank yes, you. Yes, because I had seen it on Instagram previously that day and he put up a poll. You could vote like yay or nay. I voted nay. <laughs> and that's honestly, now that I think about it, I forgot that's how I recognized him from afar. I saw the outfit first. And I was like, I voted yay for that outfit earlier today. So. You voted nay, Bobby. That is the most Bobby Bones <laughs> outfit I've ever worn. Yeah, yeah, I voted nay because I felt like you were stealing my look, honestly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you were hiking with uh, Casey Musgraves you guys are good friends yeah very good friends um yeah we've you know that we've always been really close but over quarantine we've we've gotten even closer um and and i think you know the past god i mean five six years or so we've been on the road all the time we haven't been able to hang out very much but yeah we're we've been been hanging tight these days hey john you guys are nominated for two acm awards duo and album for skeletons which one would you rather win um, you know, I, I, that's a horrible question. I don't want to sound <laughs> either way. This is a lose-lose proposition, Bobby. Thanks. I mean, obviously, either one would be amazing. Um, but the the one of like the ultimate achievement for us would be album of the year. I mean, that is something that we worked so hard on this record to finish it, and we put all of our energy into our music. Obviously, if we won the other category, we'd be so grateful. But I mean, to, when we heard we got nominated for Album of the Year, I just started shouting expletives. I, I don't even know why. I can't say them on air or else I'll get fined by the FCC. And I, I couldn't contain my excitement. And I haven't felt that in so long. Can we do this where he shouts expletives and we just bleep him out? I would like to hear, <laughs> John, if possible, we'd like to hear the expletives that you shouted out in real time. And we'll, we'll bleep you, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm ready to take that risk. You guys want to count it down? <laughs> yes. Here we go. Three, Three two, two, one. I was going, yeah, b- <laughs> Yeah, b- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, b- <laughs> That's amazing. I, I've been, I, I, with my wife Lucy, we have been watching uh, Breaking Bad, and Jesse, you know, is very, uh, he, he has a great use of the B word 
So it was in my it was in my cerebellum. <laughs> I just started yelling. I don't even know why. <laughs> That's <was> funny. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes. Oh man. I mean, it, 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 I can attest that it, it was exactly like that. It was it was cuss words that had nothing to do with it. We're just saying words. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like when a toddler like you know regurgitates them and just says them he doesn't even know what he's saying that's funny it was, it was hilarious we were all dying laughing i saw you guys had a, a grammy watch party at john's house who has the like the the, the best house for a party for a get-together well that was, it was actually at tj's house because he does have the best house for a get-together um you know t i mean our house here is like you know, we, we try to make it like a retreat. You want to feel like you're in a cabin in the woods. Um, but TJ's house, TJ's house is like one button click away from it being a full-on dance party at all times. Like he's got everything programmed to his phone. So he could hit one button, lights go down, disco ball comes out, music starts playing. The album, again, nominated for an ACM. Uh, Skeletons is the first time that... You guys recorded an album with your entire road band, is that right? Correct. Yeah, we we had recorded our previous records with our rhythm section, so with our bass player and our drummer. But this was the first album where we had everyone join. So we we had our keys player, we had our utility player on there, and it was really cool. I mean, a lot of times when we're recording, we always have there's always a lot to fill in because it's just kind of a slim band that's playing. And this so it was like right from the beginning. Everyone was, we played with these guys for years. So it just, from the first song we recorded, which I think was Skeletons, wasn't it, John? Uh, yes. Yeah. Very first song. And so it was just, man, it was like, oh, this is fun. Not to mention, we play the same songs over and over and over every night. So the fact that we could get into a studio with these guys that we play these songs hundreds of times with and play something brand new, it was, it was really, really fun. On with us right now, Brothers Osborne. We're going to play the new single. Just set me up here before I hit play. Like, why would you guys pick this song? You know, uh, I'm sh- you wrote the song. Like, tell- give me a little backstory about this. Yeah, we um, we wrote this with Andrew to Roberts. He's worked, done a lot of stuff on Songland. And we just thought the song was fun. And believe it or not, it's a pretty, it's a simple song. But those are the hardest songs to write. I don't know why. They just always are. Um, and we just wanted to put out something that was fun especially right now, it's something lighthearted, something you can have fun to. And when we can finally get back out on the road, we wanted to have a single that was definitely going to, was going to uh, slap, as the kids say, uh, <laughs> when we get back out there. <laughs> all right. I can keep up hey. with all these adjectives. <laughs> hey, John, in your best DJ voice, and we'll get out on this, uh, do, do some sort of DJ intro to your own song here. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and this is All Night, my brother's Osborne on the Bobby Bones Show. All right, there they are, there brother's Osborne, everybody. Woo! All right, <laughs> good to see you guys. You know we love you. Talk hey, to you soon. Love y'all. All right, bye, Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Bye. bye. See you. <laughs> Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. The Bobby Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have the top brands being impersonated by online scamming people and obviously how you can spot them. Is it luxury stuff like Coach or Louis Vuitton? No, it's PayPal is at number one. And I have fallen for PayPal before. So you're saying it's not things to buy. It's actual brands trying to get your money somehow. Yes, they email you looking like PayPal. It looks so legit. I clicked on it before. And then later that day, 
tried to go to Chick-fil-A and my card had been flagged. Couldn't even pay for my Chick-fil-A. Come to find out, it's because I clicked on it and entered my information. You were fished? Yeah. They yes. got you? Oh my yes. God. This is a while we just ago. Now hearing about this? No, I told you just forgot because it's it's back when I lived in North Carolina. Okay. But I have been on guard ever since. And when I saw today that PayPal is the most commonly impersonated brand in these emails to scam you, I was like, "That's the truth." Because I fell for them years ago. I get Amazon. Oh, that's got to be a big okay, one. That's in second place. Yeah, Amazon will go. Hey. I know you're using this. Uh, this happened, or get your ten dollar card, and I'm like, well, I am using you. I would like a ten dollar <laughs> card, but I don't click. But it's also remember on the show when the bosses sent everybody like a gift card. Yeah, yeah, American Express, hundred dollars, and we were all like, we're not clicking that. And Eddie, go, Eddie was the one who volunteered his tribute to click the link, and it was and legit. it was real. Yeah. yeah, I got mine. Did you ever click it? Uh-uh. Oh, you, you didn't? still thought it was Amazon. Oh. I was like, I'm not clicking anything. I'm still not convinced. Oh, I got it. And the gift card came. I've spent it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Can I still get mine? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> oh, I just got a scam this week from Walmart. And the way I spotted it, since I'm on the lookout, is it was Walmart, like all capital <laughs> letters with the L as a capital I. But if like, you don't look closely, like Walmart, so it close. looks mm-hmm. like Walmart. And I almost clicked on it. And they were congratulating me for being an awesome customer. And I was one of 10 people in all the world selected Aww. for and the prize. You are an awesome customer. So <laughs> that probably you, they meant. I know. What about so, Target? I don't see them on the list as a top thing, but who else, I'm sure. Who else is on the list? I just have the top two, which is PayPal and Amazon. So be on the lookout for them. All right. And then I've got a funny story about a restaurant in Texas. So the mask mandate, like you don't have to wear a mask in Texas anymore. So these restaurant owners, they have a high elderly customer base, like 60 people up, 60 years old and up. So they were like, hey, if you don't want to wear a mask, like don't eat here. If you ask me why you have to wear a mask, I'm charging you $50. Then if you argue with me about it, I'm charging you $75. <laughs> Sounds like parenting. <laughs> well, and the people don't have to pay it, but yeah. they just aren't going to get their food. Yeah. yeah. And they just want to take care of their customers yeah. that are coming in there that may not be vaccinated yet. So they're requiring that their staff and customers wear masks. And before anybody gets their butt hurt, it's a private, that's a private establishment. Yes. Yeah, like the state can say you don't have to, right. but any restaurant or store can say, oh, yeah, you do. Yes. Okay, what else? <laughs> uh, Tyler Hubbard's wife, Haley, uh, recently had her breast implants removed last month, and she said that with the uptick in breast implant illness, she just felt like it was time for her to get them out. She didn't have any of the symptoms yet, but she didn't want to have to deal with them just in case she was being proactive. So definitely something to look into. I've seen it online almost on Instagram, like a weekly thing. I see different women looking into this that are having some of the BII. What's that mean? Breast implant illness. Oh. So something to research. Just wanted to put it out there and appreciate Haley sharing her story. All right, there you go. Thank you very much. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this little girl wrote to her mailman. She'd never met him before, but she thought if she stuck a letter in the mail to the mailman, he would get it. And of course he did. But she asked him to bring her a unicorn. She's only five years old. And guess what? This mailman showed up with a stuffed unicorn, a unicorn puzzle, and a really nice note where he addressed it straight to her. And he said he even spoke with the unicorn and talked (laughs) about the unicorn's powers. And he signed it, The Mailman. That's awesome. So cute. He didn't have to do that. That's (laughs) awesome. I know. Here's a clip of the little girl's mom talking about how The Mailman went above and beyond. Somebody went above and beyond and 
kind of made something real for somebody. Um, and that was just so awesome that that's happening. And somebody was so thoughtful. Yeah, that's a good one. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby, uh, long time listener, love the show. I was wondering, can we still get the Pimp and Joy shirts? And if we can, where do we go to get them? Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Pimp and Joy is all about a message of positivity, finding joy for yourself and hopefully for others. We don't keep any of the money ever, never have, never will. Amy, if someone wants to get a Pimp and Joy shirt... Well, bobbybones.com oftentimes has links. We'll put the link back yeah. up there fresh Let's today. Let's do that. Yeah, well, it'll have a Pimp and Joy picture of us wearing something Pimp and Joy. If you just click on that, then it'll take you to the shop forward. You'll be good to go. So I did see you said good thing you were wearing a Pimp and Joy shirt the other day. Oh, yeah, because I was frustrated. Oh, yeah. There was a scheduling mishap that really I was rushing. Like, I, I had a time, and then... They switched the time on me, which was earlier, but I thought, you know what? Okay, I can do it. It's not easy, but I'm going to get there. Well, I guess the scheduler, poor thing, she 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 messed up, and the the person thought my had the original time, so then I just sat in the waiting room for 30 minutes, which is, you know, I needed that time. So I just was so... I was so frustrated and the girl felt so bad and she kept apologizing and I couldn't even bring myself to really even make eye contact. <laughs> and then I looked down and I was wearing a Pimp and Joy sweatshirt and you know what? It allowed me to breathe and then have grace because I mess up sometimes. And this poor girl, she did feel really bad. So later after my appointment, I went out and I was like, hey, you know what? It's okay. It happens. And she was like, thank you for saying that. That makes me feel so much better. But I definitely had attitude. All because of a shirt, you made a better decision. It changed my mood. Either I was going to have to change my mood or go turn my shirt uh, inside out because there's no, she would have looked at my shirt and been like, okay, fraud. Oh, true. Pimp enjoyed not. <laughs> so, yes, it definitely can help you uh, make sure that you stay positive. <laughs> you guys, bobbybones.com has it. Let's get over to the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a walking mosquito? What do you call a walking mosquito? An itch hiker. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a good one. That was the morning corny. <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got yesterday. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. I was calling to see if you could give a birthday shout-out to my husband, Chris, who turned 37 on Saturday. We are loyal podcast listeners stationed in Germany, and the show definitely brings us closer to home. We love laughing at all of your funny bits together, but my favorite part is beating him at the music games. Happy birthday, babe. Happy birthday, Daddy. Happy birthday, Daddy. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, thank you. So thank your husband for serving. That's good. Stationed in Germany. Man, appreciate what you guys are doing for us. Here's the question I have for you guys. A listener hit me up and said, what should I do with this? Luke Combs signed a scratch-off lottery ticket. Okay? Now, you remember the song? Well, I want $100 on a scratch-off ticket. So the guy got Luke Combs to sign the scratch-off ticket. The ticket is not scratched. Mm. He hit me up and was like, should I scratch this ticket? Or should I leave it unscratched because it's cooler to have a Luke Combs unscratched lottery ticket? What do you think? I, what's what is the what are your winnings? Like, is it a ticket where you could win a lot? Because that would make me wonder: is this some lucky ticket? I think it's like a five dollars scratch off. So but you could win a lot, and you win a lot on any of them. You oh, could. okay. Ah, oh, man, that's hard. I feel like you could take a picture of it, then you always have that, and then you go ahead and scratch it, and then you have the scratched off one that goes together. 
I would say don't scratch it. What? What if it's a winner? Odds are you're not going to win. Even if you do win, if you win your money back or a little bit more, I think having that unscratched Luke Combs ticket that he signed is really cool. Okay. Would it be worth more later? Somehow? Could be. Because okay. I think that adds value to it, too. Later on, if it hasn't been scratched. Yeah, like how exciting. It's also cleaner. It's in mint condition. Mm. Everything is selling now. Tickets, cards. All you have to do is put it in one of those little savers. Make sure the edges aren't messed up. You could sell that later if oh. you wanted to. Or just keep it pristine for you. I would just play the odds that odds are you're not going to win on that ticket. And if you do win, it's not going to be much more than what you paid for it. Even if it's 20 bucks, it's probably not worth it. As to what that ticket is worth right now, it could be worth later. So I would say not to scratch the ticket because it looks cooler that way. And then you, it's a conversation piece too. Like, I wonder if I would have won. What do you think, Eddie? I would say not scratch the ticket as well. However, I need to ask one question. Go ahead. Uh, does it ever expire? Because at some point in my life, maybe before I die, like, oh, oh, give me that ticket. <laughs> scratch it off. And it could be a million-dollar ticket. And it could be awesome, and you can do something cool with it. But I would keep it and then maybe someday scratch it. They do expire. Oh. But like the how o- long? But the odds are you're not going to win a million dollars. I get it. But, man, if that's like a million-dollar ticket and but you what never if it's scratched like the song? it. Think of the irony of that. <laughs> how much did he win in the song? Oh. 100 bucks. Now, it would be cool if you scratch it and won exactly 100 bucks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Huh. Is there a way to scratch it, not all of it? Like, scratch <laughs> yes. scratch the key parts, but the name, you could still tell he's on there, but you oh, just yeah, for sure. get like but a... That's not the point. You could sell this thing later as memorabilia. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, I mean, that's a good question. What I do you do I think you would make this? more money if you were about making money. You'd make more money selling it back later unscratched than you would scratching it. If that's what it's about. If you're playing money game, don't scratch it. Mm. Lunchbox? Listen, there's a little section on the bottom where you just scratch it a little bit. It has a barcode. You can go scan it so you know if you won. You have to scratch it because it expires 120 days after the last winning jackpot of that (laughs) ticket goes. So in two years, that ticket is worth nothing. You can't sell it to anybody. So no, you, you ha- can sell it as a Luke Combs. That's the point. Because of Luke. And every card, even the perforated cards are tearing out of magazines now are worth money. As long as you save them up. As soon as you scratch it, you're not in mint condition anymore. Ah, that's a good question. That's it. Man. You're losing money if you scratch any part of it. I'm scratching the bottom because I got to know if I won a million dollars. <laughs> got to. Got to scratch that barcode, guys. I, I just wouldn't be able to sit there and look at it and go, how do you have an unscratched ticket, too? I, I, more than five minutes, you got to scratch it. We're two to two. Raymundo, what are we telling them? Uh, those scratch-offs. I've been doing them with Bay for years. You don't win anything. Right, mostly you don't. <laughs> Just leave it undone leave it. and frame it. All right, there's our answer. As a show, we voted leave it. It's a cool thing, though, right, to get Luke Combs to sign a scratch-off <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, coming up, Matthew McConaughey. He'll be on next. Green light. What's up? Green light. <laughs> 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 Bones, you know what a green light is? <laughs> yeah. What's a green light? You ask him. Yeah. Ask him what a green light is. I didn't read the book. Oh, well, then then read the book real quick. Just just pretend and just, you know. All right. Matthew McConaughey on next. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, how are you? I'm good, Bobby. A whole whole lot, man. This is your little uh, chilly Waco morning on the front porch. You're in Waco? Yeah. Do you live in Waco some now or are you just staying up there? No. No, I just uh, came up here for a couple of days, get some work done on the benefit. Just got away. I live in Austin. The whole family does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Uh, but I, so you tr- you go to Waco to get away, like to work? Is it because your Austin <laughs> house has so much just stimuli everywhere you move? 
<laughs> yeah, right. You know, isn't that something about living? Start building getaways from your getaways. You can get away from your getaways. <laughs> no, we just came over to a little cabin, a little, uh, you know, yeah, a little place that has no more than one of everything. And so it's actually my airstream. <laughs> this benefit that you guys did, which, by the way, I want to reinforce that people can watch it. It's up for a month on your YouTube channel. And so how yeah. do, do you know all these folks? Because this, the mo- this is the most massive uh, Texas music. It's George Strait, Kelly Clarkson, Miranda Lambert, Casey, Willie. Like, are they all in your phone as a text where you can just go, hey, do you mind performing? No, they weren't. Half or most of them may have been, but all of them weren't. I had to reach out and go through angles and I had to find out their numbers from their managers, assistants, what have you, dot, dot, dot. But I was able to get a hold of everybody, I believe, within about 24 hours. And thankfully, you know, all of them were pretty much immediate within 30 seconds. Let me know the winning wires. A hundred percent of the funds. Tell me if I'm right on this. Are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. One hundred pennies on your dollar. It's at YouTube.com/slash Matthew McConaughey. My question is: Do you ever have trouble spelling your name? Because anytime I try to spell your last name, I'm always a couple letters off. I don't anymore, but I've had a lot of practice, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, my signature sure has shortened, and I remember what it was from. I was—I think I was. Uh, when I found my signature at 14 years old, I had to sign. When you get your hunting license, you got to sign each one of those little cards. And it's about 20, 20 signatures. And I'm writing my name out, M-A-T-T-A. And then I'm getting on my last name, M-C, two lines under it, and I'm going on. And all of a sudden, I look behind me, and this line's getting longer and longer and longer. And everyone's waiting on me to sign the damn hunting tickets. There's about 20 <laughs> men and women behind me, and I'm looking, and I'm starting to get nervous at 14 and start sweating. I said, i got to fix this. Stuck with MDM since. We're a very Austin show. You know, we all met in Austin. Um, all of uh, Half of us were born in Austin. And so you have a, a lot of fans here for not just what you do on the big screen, but also, you know, you being an Austin guy and, and, and fighting yeah. for that town and for Texas. And so you got a lot of people here who read your book. For example, Eddie here. Eddie loved Green Lights, right, Eddie? Loved it. My mother-in-law got it for me for Christmas. I read the whole thing in six days. It's just the fastest I've ever read a book in my life. Probably there the sixth book that I've read in my life. So it was awesome. But... While I was reading it, I saw that there was the part where you lost a bunch of weight for Dallas Buyers Club. And it inspired me. And I said, man, like he lost so much weight quickly and he listed the diet that I actually did the diet myself. (laughs) But then you lose, you losing 2.5 pounds a week like clockwork? I did like clockwork. And it's crazy because everybody doubted me when I said, no, he said drink all the red wine you want, which I did every (laughs) night. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, it's, it's a wonderful loophole that died, isn't it? You lost 50 pounds. How hard was it to actually? Because, Eddie, you lost how many pounds? So, uh, a little under 20. Matthew, you lost 50 pounds. How hard was it to stay on that diet the whole time? Nah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I write about this in the book. It, once I made my mind up that if I don't lose the weight I need to to play the role right, I'd be embarrassed because I wouldn't be doing my job, then it, was, it wasn't hard at all. Now, I didn't go out to pizza hut and walk down the buffet and say no i didn't go out i didn't go i didn't go to great restaurants and 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 look at look at great food and say no i'll have uh five ounces of fish with no oil and a cup of vegetables and a water and a glass of wine no i didn't put myself in front of a lot of temptation you know and in that way it wasn't hard amy also read the book amy what do you want to ask him well, yeah, Eddie read it, read it. I listened to it on Audible, so I got Matthew's voice. And even right now, listening yeah. to him talk, I feel like I'm listening 
to your book. And yeah, I just want to thank you for putting the whole green light message into my head because I feel like anytime like I'm seeing maybe a door open or whatever, mm. like instantly the first thing I hear is green light. <laughs> like, yeah. Right in my head <laughs> so also Beautiful. too when i'm i'm driving down the road and i i get a green light i'm like yeah green light <laughs> that title came out of me looking at 36 years of my journals i didn't have that title in mind and boy when it hit me i was like well, that's it you know we love green light let's catch more let's create more for ourselves create more for others you know that's a lot of what the theme of the of the benefit um that we aired last night and that's still on YouTube for the next month is about trying to say that, you know, you give gratitude. And that's what a lot of the show, what I, what I, what I felt in the show um, is that a lot of people that received all the donations and gifts and will continue to for the next month are, are getting a lot. They're getting new freedoms. They're getting a lot of gratitude, but also the people giving it are coming and saying, Oh, I got some freedom out of that. I got some new, newfound gratitude out of the given. So pretty cool. On right now with Matthew McConaughey. Go to youtube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. It's a virtual benefit. It is up. It's going to be up for a month. You can donate, and 100% of the funds are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. Did you name that fund, Matthew? Well, Just Keep Living has been around since my father passed away in 1992, five days in the days of abuse. And so when I started a foundation, I obviously called it the Just Keep Living Foundation because that's in honor him and uh, his name. Do you know George Strait personally? Because he's one of the, I would say the biggest performer on this, George Strait. Probably so. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, yeah, you know George? George? Yeah. Is he awesome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, I mean, what an ageless wonder. I mean, what did you see him last night? He's like, he's like is he still 33? Uh, and sounds great too. I got like two questions for you before we run. Uh, the first one is, yeah. that's all over the news right now. What's up with the governor run? Is it maybe next term? Is it something for life that you're thinking about? You know, eventually you want to run for governor of Texas. And, and what is it you think you bring? Well, let me just answer the first first part. Um, as I've said, and I'm going to say the same thing now. And this isn't a dodge. This is me being straight up with you. I'm considering it. I've had quite a few people unsolicited and different people whose opinions I quite respect in my life come to me unsolicitedly and talk about why they would think it would be a good idea. Well, I've got to, I've got to keep unpacking that right there. Why would it be a good idea? Why would it not be a good idea? What is, and again, I've got to be on, um, as I've said for myself, I've got to decide what category is best for me going forward, for me, for my family as well. Yellow light. Yellow light. Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, yellow light. That's what the audience That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. That's what we're talking about. I love it. What do you do at yellow light? You either slow down, let's sit still for a while. Or you say, I'm stepping on the gas. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. Matthew McConaughey is on with us. Go to YouTube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. My final question is, do you ever, at your point, being the biggest superstar in the whole world in, in, in acting and movies, do you have to audition anymore ever? It's a great question because if I want to roll, I still t- and, and I'm in com- competition with, with uh, some other actors for it. I have had roles in the last five years. When I, where I've said, let him know, I'll, I'll audition against him for it. Let him know, or I'll call him personally and go, I'm, I'm taking this part. Go get in front of the, we'll go get in front of the studio and the director, and we'll audition for it. Let's go. And I've got all those parts. So 
I didn't have to audition, but I got that in my mind that, yes, I'll audition for it if I want it bad enough. You sound pretty competitive still, like you still got the fire in you. Well, I'm competitive in certain things that are my life and career and who I am. I mean, I love to play ping pong, but I'm not viciously competitive on the ping pong table anymore because I'm not the greatest ping pong player. But things that I've put time to work on, you know, in my life, I am competitive with them because uh, they're a real part of my life and part of what I've invested in. There he is, Matthew McConaughey, youtube.com slash Matthew McConaughey. It's going to be up for a month. George Strait, Kelly Clarkson, Miranda Lambert, Post Malone, our buddy Parker McCollum, Willie Nelson. Uh, You can go watch. You can go help. 100% of the funds are going to the Just Keep Living Texas Relief Fund. Matthew, you have been an absolute treat. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us, and congratulations on the success of, you know, the give back here. My pleasure. Thank you uh, for uh, helping me let the world know about it today. I hope everyone enjoyed last night. And uh, like Bobby said, come on back to my YouTube channel. Check it up. It'll be up for the next month. You can donate any time. promise you 100 pennies on your dollar. Going straight to people in need. Appreciate it. There he is. Matthew McConaughey. Bye, Matthew. There he is. Bye now. All right. Yep. He whistled. (laughs) You know, I've never heard it be so cool to say 100 pennies on the dollar. I think I'm going to start saying that now. (laughs) I I just like it. That's what we can say now for Pimp and Joy stuff. 100, 100 pennies, pennies on the dollar. dollar. <laughs> That's right. Green light. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Just chatting with Matthew McConaughey. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Seven-year-old Carver St. Pierre uh, had a birthday last year during COVID, but he really didn't celebrate because of COVID. So this year, there's a neighborhood cop named Officer Rob who'd heard about Carver, and he heard that when Carver grows up, he really wants to be a cop. So the officer went to the store, bought himself two gifts that he was going to give to Carver, delivered it to him and said, Carver, happy birthday. I want you to celebrate hard this year, and I can't wait to serve with you in 2035. (laughs) <laughs> so Carver's cool. like, this is awesome. I bet he will be a cop now. I was a little nervous at first in that story. I thought maybe he took him on a ride along and things didn't go well. Oh, yeah, they had to get out, Carver! Carver, <laughs> Carver, grab the gun. <laughs> Carver, I need you to come through for me, bud. I'm deputizing you real life. No, it didn't go that way. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I thought about putting in the news that Arkansas is going to Sweet 16. I thought that would be a little too self-serving. So I'll do it right before the news. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Almost popped a blood vessel on my head yesterday. Did you watch the game? No. Oh. Well, shout out <laughs> to Texas Tech. Not. Texas Tech played a, a whale of a game. They went right down to the end. I was stressed out. I was, I was yelling the dumbest things. After the game, Caitlin's like, so I kept tracking some of the stuff you said during the game. Because she sits and watches it with me. And I was like, well, what did I say? She goes, well, first of all, you said if we lose this game, you're going to be mad for a week. And I was like, okay, that's not so bad. <laughs> then she said... Then you said, if you lose this game, you're going to cry. Oh. <laughs> you said, if you I don't lose, remember I'm saying this cry. stuff. I don't remember saying this stuff. Huh. And then she said, if you, you said, if you lose this game, you won't watch basketball for a whole year. You were telling the TV that? I was just thinking, just yelling it into huh. to the universe so that they knew. But boy, what a game, man. I'm, I'm still on. I didn't sleep well last night, honestly, because my heart was doing this all night. Just beating. Wow. What's it like to, like, Love something that much. Love, but also just love to get hurt, too. Like, you love something, but man, when it doesn't work out, it just crushes me. Whenever we were playing, just a quick story. We were shooting the last episode of Breaking Bobby Bones in Northern California, and we had lost in the SEC tournament five minutes before I had to shoot my last scene. Not You would have thought I was about to be fired. I was miserable. And they were like, "What's what happened to you? I was like, don't worry about it. Just roll the camera. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh. But you're right. I love it so much. But man, it also hurts me. But we're on Sweet 16. I didn't get to go yesterday. Got a little ticket mishap. Oh. But I did not go. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to be there. I know. We had a ticket mishap. I didn't have any tickets. That's a problem. <laughs> you had your like bag tags ready to go. Yeah. Uh, big mishap. Big misunderstanding of I had no tickets. So, uh, all right. Let's get to the news. Here we go. Bobby's Big Story. Does yogurt help depression and loneliness? That was the question. Seems kind of like a dumb question, right? Did you say yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Okay. I was like, yeah, yoga does. <laughs> but yogurt. Yogurt. Okay. Um, the answer is yes. Uh, Interesting. Yep. Researchers yeah. were able to reverse symptoms of depression inside of test mice by feeding them yogurt. Gut. And the yes, reason I bring this up, we talked about this on the show. Amy was like, the gut's your second brain. I was like, what do you mean? But this is exactly that. According to scientists, gut bacteria plays a part in depression. And they did this with mice, and it flipped them. So today, I'm going to get some gogurt. Yeah. <laughs> gogurt, yes. I'm going to have a good day. Yeah, you probably need a yogurt that's high in probiotics or something. Going to have a good day. <laughs> there was a 30-minute traffic jam in Brooklyn, New York last week when two bus drivers were face-to-face in the intersection, and they both refused to move and let the other one go first. Mm. Nice. Two quarreling city bus drivers says they locked horns and refused to move their massive rigs in a bizarre standoff. Someone pulled out their phone and recorded them fighting with each other. Well, he doesn't want to back up? No, no. back it up. Back it up. Two babies, two babies over back here. Back it up. Why back it up. Why you can't back up? I'm going You're supposed to be right there. You back it up. I'm not backing the bus ride. How was he the right of way? everything up for him. How was he the right of way if the other bus was here? There's a 30-minute traffic jam because of that. I love New York. They're just yelling at each These other. These two guys are having a ding-dong measuring competition right in the middle of the road. Move the truck. No, you move the you truck. Move you it. move it. What's wrong with Hilarious. People? So great. Yeah. Let me share this with you, too. Mike D found this over the weekend. Because I have been on the air saying, I feel like we not only is there light at the end of the tunnel, like we're almost about to walk into the light with the end of the pandemic. Like we're, we're not there yet, but we're almost there. And so it's been about a year since we shut things down. But Mike D found a clip of January 23rd, 2020, a year and two months ago. We didn't even know what coronavirus was. And I'd read about it. And I was on the air going, we're all going to get it. I have it. And I, I'm known to see something about a disease and just think we all have it and I'm going to have it. But listen to how un, just uneducated we are about it, how it was a completely unknown subject. I say it wrong. This is a year and two months ago. Me talking about coronavirus on the show, and and I'm reading at the Best same time honor. about this virus mm-hmm. that's shutting down China, and it doesn't take long. And then now it's in Seattle, and, and people are dying from it. And for sure, I got it. Whoa! Is what's it called? The Voro virus? The what? Coronavirus. It's called Corona. Corona? Like the like beer. The beer? Mm-hmm. Here is what the coronavirus is: a new China, it, but it's spelled. I guess it's spelled Corona. It's like a cousin of the SARS. Oh. Now we're bringing in relatives of oh. <laughs> viruses. viruses. They're all related. Yeah. It has infected hundreds since the outbreak be- uh, The outbreak began. It is similar to SARS. The CDC is saying the odds of anyone else contracting it is low, but it's always well, low good. until... Every- no. It's always low until everybody gets it. And then it's too late. That was before wow. we knew what it was. Wow. I remember reading the story going, oh boy, this is not good. But I do that all the time. I'm like, for sure, we're all getting the Big Bird Syndrome. 
<laughs> or we're magically going to grow to eight feet tall. And no. then how many people actually did get it on our show? Eddie got it. And Hillary got it. Hillary got it. There's two. Anyone want to admit they got it now? <laughs> no, they just the two us. people that went to oh, Florida. Oh, if you admit it now and then you were like, oh, what if you find out that one of us had it and we just kept it on the DL but still worked? If I knew you had it and came into work, that's a fireable offense. Boom. Of course. If you ha- if you got it, that's just an accident. I think you can be really careful and still accidentally get it. But if you knew you had it and you came in anyway. That's per- cold. Purposefully? Yeah, of course. I'd be ticked. So now does anyone want to confess? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that's, I didn't make it very welcome. If I had confess. it, I never knew I had it. Yeah, that's, and that's the completely truth. different. Yeah. If you have it or if you have it right now or and if I, I have it. To be really good about testing and staying on top of it. But I have friends who are very um they they, they live a very regimented life to keep from getting it and they still got it. Right. So I sometimes know. you can live perfect and still get it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you can be out licking poles and licking people and not get it. Yeah. Eddie goes like, yeah, I know, man. Uh, No, Eddie, you went to Florida. Back on American Idol last night, which is pretty fun. Here is Ryan Seacrest with my grand entrance last night. I say that jokingly. Here you go. We're excited to bring back Bobby Bones as our mentor for the Idol contestants. He'll be providing critical guidance as they take on this life-changing audition. I'm here to help them with music. You gotta elevate. But I'm here as a life coach as well. You deserve to be here. If they need help picking a song or they're struggling being away from home, that's why I'm here. Big breath. Think about your daughter. Now go do it. I'm supposed to only tweet about American Idol when American Idol's on, but I got I was watching the Arkansas game at the same time. I had them both going on two <laughs> oh. TVs. And so uh, I had to break the rule last night. And so you'll see me posting some clips on my Twitter, and then all of a sudden I'm like, Whoop, pick who that's funny. So that was last night. It's pretty cool. When I wake up in the morning, a lot of times Caitlin will wake up too just because I'm moving around, opening my laptop, and I'm working. And so, but this morning I had to approach it a little different. I woke up and I had to tap her on the shoulder and go, hey, what do you want for breakfast? Because I have to make her breakfast every day this week because we played horse maybe Saturday evening, and she beat me two out of three games. And we were betting on if I lost, I had to make her breakfast every day. If she lost, she had to make me lunch every day. And, of course, she whooped me. And so every morning, I have to wake up and be like, what do you want? That's an, this morning, she took it easy on me. She said, I'll just have some cereal. And so I made a bowl of cereal and took it in. But I know one of these days, she's going to hit me with, I'll take some Migas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to make Migas. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with over at the house right now. Uh, speaking of breakfast, Lunchbox went out and attempted to get free donuts at Krispy Kreme for St. Patrick's Day. Because the, the deal was, if you wore green, they gave you a donut. Yeah, if you had green anywhere on your body, any of your outfit, they, they would give you a free donut. So you just try to change clothes and go get more and more donuts? Yep, I would go out to the car and change clothes, go back in. Here you go. I am just wearing a Christmas mask that has green Christmas trees on it. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I just want to get one glazed donut for wearing green today. Green yeah. Thanks, man. Happy St. Patty's Day. I guess the mask does hide you a bit. Yeah. You could probably switch masks. Oh, I did. Oh, you oh, did? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but but his it. voice, though. Hey, man. That's the same voice. That's the same voice. I'm sure you change it, right? Yeah, for sure. Here's number two. I'm wearing a blue sweatshirt and a camo hat. That's my green. Attempt two. How you doing? Good. How you doing, man? I heard you guys were doing a free donut for uh, St. Patty's Day. That's if you got all green. Yeah, it was green. Camo. Thank you, man. So, no problem. No problem. He goes back again. So far, he's got two donuts. Are you eating these donuts? They're in the car. Okay. Uh, here we go. Attempt number three. 
I'm wearing a red, green, and black plaid shirt with khaki pants. I'm good, how are you doing? Just got out of court, lost custody of kids, so I came to get my free donut for St. Patty's Day. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, no, I just, yeah, I just got out of court. I'm you have a better day. Thank you so much. He said, haven't you already been in here? Yeah. So they're on to you a little bit. A little bit on to me. Why did you have to go out lost custody of my kids? Like, you went hard in that lie. <laughs> ah, man, I just was trying something different, make them feel sorry for me. All right, here we go, number four. I'm wearing a neon green shirt, a marathon medal, and a plastic medal. <laughs> so what you here for? Another green donut? What's up? coming for another green donut? Yeah, just go. What's he saying? He said, you coming in for another free donut? Okay, oh. go ahead. Olympics. Okay, got three no, no, I just got done working out. You just came in here in the striped shirt. You came in in camo head. No. Yes, sir. You, you just got that little knee song right now. No, no, I just got done working out. See, I'm training for the Olympics. I said, I didn't get you free, free donuts. Have a good night. He, re- he recognized everything he was wearing. <laughs> all right, so you got three free donuts. Three free donuts. And what'd you do with them? I ate them. You did eat all three of the donuts? I ate one. What'd you do with the other two? I gave one to my wife. What'd you do with the other one? Gave one to my kid. Okay, nice. Perfect. Just asking there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys act like I didn't, what was I going to do with them? You used to take stuff and just dump it out in the bag. Sometimes, like, if I get free ice cream cones, went on free ice cream, I do just throw them away. Got some voicemails from over the weekend. Here is voicemail number one. I have a question. I was just informed of something gross that someone did, and I need to know how to approach this. How do you feel about someone flossing their teeth with their own hair while it's attached to their head. This is so gross. I have to know what you guys think about this. Please. How do you approach someone about this and say, hey, look, that's gross. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. You have long hair. Have you ever thought about that, no, that would work? never. Let me ask you this. Be honest. Let's okay. say you had something in your teeth. And well, just, now this is kind of genius because sometimes I am looking for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm laughing because it does seem absurd. However, if you have something in your teeth and you just don't have a pick, or if, would you ever <laughs> go to your hair? Well, now I might. I, I, it never crossed my mind. But I should I see if it works? Give it a run. Okay, she's flossing now. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go off there. But would it get something out of your, oh, no, not stuck in your teeth. Maybe I had too many hairs. Would, gonna do one. would that get something out of your teeth? I think it might. I can't hate it. Still gross, though. It is gross. It doesn't really slide very well. I'm done with this segment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is from earlier in the show. We were talking about... The guy was like, hey, I don't want to bring my father-in-law to my bachelor party. And so we got a call about this. I'm calling in about the bachelor party. So what I'm doing is I'm doing two separate things. I'm having my groomsmen and my father, my father-in-law, my girl's uncles she has. And they're going to come one night and we're going to go out to like a steakhouse, have dinner, hang out all together as a bunch of like grown men. And then we're going to do a separate actual bachelor party where I have all my boys and that way we can go out and enjoy ourselves without having to think twice. All right. Love you guys. Show. Thanks. I think that's great. His only question was, on his boy's bachelor party, his girl wanted him to bring his father-in-law. And he was like, I don't want to because then I don't get to hang out with my boys like us boys would hang out. And we as guys agreed with him. If you wanted to bring him, that's awesome. If he's in your wedding party, that's great. But if you don't want to, you shouldn't have to. 
So I still stand by that even after two hours of thinking about it. And a lot of people hit me up on Twitter saying that I was being insensitive. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I oddly didn't think I was being insensitive either. Uh, Amy's birthday was, her like her party was this past weekend and a country star was waiting for her in her hotel room. What? As, as a gift. Huh? What? Yeah. Okay. So we'll, t- we'll tell you. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, no, you're not wrong. We'll tell you about <laughs> it next. They went to Austin. <laughs> okay. And so, because that's where Amy grew up, so her and some friends went back to Austin. And when she got there, as a gift, a country star was in her hotel room. Okay, I think I know who it is. You do? Now that you say Austin, go, I got a guess. Go ahead. Parker McCollum. No? You think Parker McCollum was in her hotel <laughs> yeah. room waiting for Yeah, her. yeah, yeah, waiting for Amy. Possibly. <laughs> okay. Could be. It, Whoa. Who? Willie Nelson <laughs> was you in your you hotel room? Willie Nelson. <laughs> I wasn't going to do all that. Ray, you already know, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Willie <laughs> Nelson was in Stop it, Lunchbox. No we'll way. We'll tell you who it was next. This is Hannah in Georgia who is admitting she flosses her teeth with her hair. Never knew people did this. Hannah, you're on the show. What's happening? Hey, studio. Hey. Hey. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, I floss my hair. I mean, I floss my teeth with my hair. Sometimes I pull it out to do it. Sometimes it's still attached to my head. Does, and does it work? Depending on how tight your teeth. Yes, yes. So depending on how tight your teeth are, you can use one strand or two. Oh, but, but or more. Okay, but why? Why? Okay, so I bite my fingernails, and sometimes I can't like dig in my teeth, or sometimes I don't have floss with me. Or a toothpick. I can't stand toothpicks, by the way. So if I have something in my teeth, that's just kind of my go-to. Wow. And I have to admit, whenever we heard about it last segment, I was grossed out. But then I started to think, in a dire situation, I would probably go to my hair, too. Right. I'm shocked I never thought of this. It's still weird to me, but I would it compare sense. it to a plane crash on top of a mountain. I would eat you, Amy. No. I hope I never have to do that. Where we're trapped and it's like, well, I guess I got to eat my friend. I hope I never have to floss with my hair, mm-hmm. but I would definitely do it. You don't compare it to that? Okay. No, <laughs> I had not thought of that. But I've also, too, had to picture myself on a mountain in a plane crash, and I don't know that I could eat you. Oh, I would eat you in a second. Okay. You wouldn't have to eat me because I would eat you first. Yeah, hey, probably. Hannah, <laughs> what's up with, with you flossing and people seeing you do it? Do they ever judge you? Um, I mean, usually people don't see me do it because I do it by, like, in, in hiding, I guess. I, I've never thought about doing it. But I do know that, like, I have friends that do it. Yeah. So. Shame, shame, shame flossing. <laughs> wow, this is a thing. Uh, who knew? Well, Hannah, thank you for the call. Thanks for being brave yeah. this morning and admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, bye, Hannah. Let's do this. Let's do a special What's the Haps. Hey! Hey! Hey, what's the haps? Amy, we'll start with you because it was your birthday weekend. You guys go down to Austin. Yeah. You and some close friends. How was the trip? It was amazing. Like, it was just really cool to be home. Like, Austin is where I was born and raised. We stayed downtown, walked the trail down there, which is, like, really special. Had lots of Tex-Mex <laughs> and saw high school friends that literally I've known since I was 13. Um, went to pa- went to my first concert in over a year. I can't even remember the last time I saw live music like that. And uh, well, I felt safe. We were backstage, so it like felt really contained. But even out in the crowd, it was a different live music experience because people were kind of in their own little 
pods and it was spread out, socially distanced. People were sitting. Normally, I feel like everyone would have been like right at the front of the stage screaming Pat Green, but it was like far away people just be like, yeah, Pat. So the vibe is a little different, but it is what it is. How does old Pat sound these days? Sounds great. Yeah? Yes, he sounded great. Nicest person ever. You'd think like, you know, he, he, he he's just everything that he used to be. I mean, I watched him back in college days. So it for me, it was like the perfect birthday weekend. Well, let's rewind a bit. You get to Austin. You go into your hotel room. Yes. Now, Lunchbox guest Willie Nelson was in your room. <laughs> Eddie guest Parker, Parker McCollum. But the answer was, here's a clip. What? What? From San George Straight was in your hotel room. Stop! Yeah, he came up from San Antonio. Actually, he came from Etsy. Uh, it was a life-size cutout of George oh. Strait. Oh, my gosh. But, I was like, how did you pull that off? But it really oh. was an awesome surprise. Like, I can't remember. I don't know if it was Mary or Andrea. And then my sister was there, too. And we all walk in. And waiting by the window was George with a sign coming out of his shoulder that said, Happy Birthday, Amy. And he was great. We wanted to take him around town with oh. us, but then it just started to get, we were like, this is, this is going to get awkward. Good birthday? Yes. I would say all in all, it was like the, exactly what I needed. And I feel like I'm gonna, I'm already loving 40. Hey. Hey, what's the hatch? Eddie, also your birthday. Yours was actually yesterday. Yes, it was. Tell me about it. 42 years old. Man, once you pass 40, you just don't really like feel like celebrating a bunch, but I mean, it, it was exactly what I do in my life. I hang out with my kids and my family all day. And so I just wanted to watch basketball, eat bad food, pizza, Terry. Oh, we had a hibachi come in and for dinner, uh, a cake. And then uh, during the day, we went to the we went to the driving range, me and the boys and my wife. And the boys hit balls with me. It's just one of those dad days, man. I loved it. It was great. But the adult people are playing golf today. Yes, you and I are playing real golf today. <laughs> Taking Eddie out for real golf today. Nice. But it was a good birthday? It was good. Very chill, just the way I like it. Nice. All right. I guess I'll go now. Hey! Hey! hey what's the hat? It's not my birthday or anything. I guess but it's my, coming bir- up. my birthday coming up. is next Friday. Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. You doing chill or all out? I, don't, I have no, no idea. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried. We're. we're Doing a bunch of American Idol stuff up, up until it. So we'll be back here in the studio all together. But I don't know. I don't have a plan. Um, what did I do this weekend? Watched Arkansas win twice, which was fantastic. I told myself I was going to get myself a nice little gift after we finished wrapping uh, Breaking Bobby Bones. We did 16 episodes. I really didn't hurt myself that bad except for the last episode. So I went to the watch store and got me a nice little watch as a gift to myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a little surprise dinner thrown for me for wrapping the show. Caitlin had a friend that was staying with us for the last couple days. And we go, and she's like, hey, we're going to take Sarah to dinner. And we go, and there are like eight people. They're like, hey, surprise, wrap party. And so we had dinner at my favorite restaurant, which was great. Um, just hung out. We went walked the trail yesterday with the dogs. Fun. Took them both out. Although Eller, who is the adopted dog we got, who is is a husky and is a, is a hound, she likes to run. Stanley's a little fat boy who likes to Walk slow. <laughs> so as Caitlin would walk, I would go run Eller and come back. We tried that thing. Stanley kept passing out. Like, not passing out, but collapsing. He'd just be like, uh, like stops. <laughs> he just falls down. <laughs> so it took a long time to get him back on the trail. But I uh, had a really good normal person weekend. I wasn't on the road. It just felt good to be at home. 
So it's uh, pretty good for, for my weekend there. Hey, 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 what's the hat? Lunchbox, how was your weekend? Oh, it was a great weekend. My favorite weekend of the year. I sit on the couch literally all day long from opening tip to the end of the night, and I watch basketball 24-7. I mean, whatever game's on, I was watching it. I watched the entire NCAA tournament, and I just loved the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. So it was great. My wife took care of the kids, and if they bothered me, I was like, hey, just go in the other room. And my kid went, I want to watch Humpty Dumpty. I'm like, when basketball's over. And so he kept saying, when basketball's over, we watch Humpty Dumpty. He didn't realize it goes all day. <laughs> it ends like at 11. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends, I texted him, and I put this on my TikTok, and I was like, hey, you watching the games? He's like, well, I got to take my kid to baseball practice. He said, but after that, both of my kids watch basketball because we do bets for cookies and candy. <laughs> and they watch all the games, and he makes bets with them so they just stay dialed in the whole time. Great. Which I thought was pretty funny. Hope you guys had a great weekend. That's what happened with us. Eddie, you watched Yesterday with your family? I finally watched Yesterday. Yeah. Mike D said it was really good, but he recommended it to Amy and Eddie because they're kids. What'd you think? I mean, the concept is pretty dumb. Like, you know, like, I understand you want to say yes to your children and all that, and you make a whole day out of it. Very unrealistic. My kids loved it because they're like, we have to do this. This is amazing. A day of just saying yes. But what I liked about the movie was it was just a spin on overall parents. We should probably focus more on saying yes than saying no. And I agree with that 100%. Making a day out of it makes a good movie, not realistic. Did you watch it yet? I've watched some of it, and I couldn't really get into it, but I like the concept of a yes day. What'd you rate it? Uh, I'd say four four yeses out of five. I mean, as a movie, for family, it was great. Like, the whole family loved it. We laughed as parents. My kids loved it because it was just wacky. So I'd say it was a really good movie for families. And it's on? Netflix. There we go. I, just don't, I don't go to Netflix as often right now. There's nothing there that I'm watching all the time. We did just start Last Chance U Basketball. Oh, yeah. Which is good. But I don't watch The Office over there. Friends isn't on there. Like, my normal shows that I'll just go, my non-event shows aren't there anymore. You're going to the Peacock for that now? Well, I watch Peacock every night. The Office <laughs> is on Peacock. Uh, uh, the, the Circle Network's on Peacock oh, yeah. now as well. So, but yeah, I really just go to Peacock, I guess. Unless we're watching, like, sports or something. But I watch that on, on cable. Amy, what's going on today? I'm prepping for my dad to move in tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day. Yes. So, yeah, we've got... His stuff all moved to our house on Saturday, and so now I've got to, like, organize the room, and his caregiver that we've got that's going to be helping us will be coming to get acclimated at the house, so it's all becoming very real. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Going to go take Eddie to play golf? I can say that, can I? You're not in trouble? You're not hiding no, from the like law? Like, your wife Oh, no, no she, we're, she's oh. good. She's good. Eddie's birthday was yesterday, so. Yeah. <laughs> trouble. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You never know. Uh, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm doing a Zoom call with a bunch of listeners. And we're turning it into a podcast, like a Q&A, where we've Mike D went and found a bunch of them. How many you got lined up? I got five. Five listeners that he's found that are really vocal on social media. Not in a bad way. But we're doing this, uh, you know, kind of town hall Q&A thing that we're going to put up on the podcast. That sounds cool. So we're doing that. American Idol's back a second night. I'm finally on the show. Last oh, night was yay. a big night for me. Uh, but tonight, back on American Idol. So you guys be sure to watch that. 8, 7 Central. That's what's up. Hope you guys have a great day. We will see you on. on and don't forget, tomorrow, tomorrow evening, you ought to see my house. Twitch has put so much equipment in my house. Oh, your show? Yeah. Our new Twitch. It's kind of like a limited series talk show. But tomorrow night on Twitch, it's a free app. You can download it. Uh, Maddie and Tay and Ryan Hurd are coming over. They're going to be guests. And it's kind of like a semi-talk show. Where Mike D and I, we're going over bits. We're coming up with bits to do on the show. 
I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you tomorrow. But uh, the, the house looks like it's it's almost too much equipment. You think there's like some kind of spy ring being built in the house? Uh, that's tomorrow night though. All right. See you guys. Have a great day. Bye.